What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Morning all, and welcome to today's Sandy Q&A. Getting back to normal a little bit. Slowly getting back to normal. Normal for me means driving a lorry, not sitting in an office pulling the air out. So, so on the subject of which, what we've done this week, the truck went to auction. Um, it sold. It sold for two nine fifty, which I guess is okay. I mean, I put it up as a private sale for a lot more than that. But I think I was a bit overly optimistic with my private sale price. Chances are, I probably could have got a bit more with the private sale. But then you've got to take into account being there for when people turn up and if they turn up they don't want it and then they turn and say can I leave you a deposit and then they don't pay it whereas this way is kind of clean and tidy it goes into the auction they pick it up I get paid and also when I'm trying to sort a million other things out that's um not the way forward um and I'm trying to get back to just running a truck as I said I'm trying to run back run back to running a lorry bless you that's the cat um I'm not saying it again um but I don't really want to go back to drive a van because my thing was is trying to run my Q and A. What's going on here? Um, <coughs> it, it would. It, I, I like being in a lorry. Lorry suits me. The amount of money that I can make driving, I can do one 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 job in a lorry. It was the equivalent of three jobs in a van. <coughs> and if I can do jobs two jobs a day plus run a second one, I think I'm going to be cool. Still. Uh, user, just user. I mean, that's just a droid's name. Uh, he says you talk about the minimum charge of jobs for two fifty, like you've discovered oil. I do remember loading with you in now a few years back and having a chinwag. You were operating some beat up old bag of nails. I was operating a top spec Euro six eighteen tonner. You commented on how nice my wagon was. We have already finished and binned that truck and now run another three modern top spec trucks, which again can be replaced in a few years using our company savings and outstanding credit rating. The worst thing this government has done was to hand out cheap loans during COVID to fly-by-night companies, individuals like yourself, what loan, um, with adverse credit histories. All these loans and grants have now dried up and you are dropping like flies. The last few months you've had a few disasters which have turned into, which have in turn cost, no, we have had a few disasters, turned, cost £25,000 plus VAT. Uh, it was just a normal day in the office for us and we are accounting for it and as part of our business plan. The fact that you have openly admitted that you are struggling to pay a small fuel bill of a few K demonstrates you are in pure, poor financial standing and have no business operating trucks. Fully understand the above might sound harsh and factual, but, but harsh, but is factual and correct. Thanks. <laughs> you watched the last videos. You know, kind of, um, had a bit of a, bit of, I've had a good run of bad luck. Had two gearboxes go on the bounce and then managed to reverse the lorry off a cliff and sort of, yeah, there are bits and pieces. As for you have no business running trucks, um, they might not be the newest, but they are maintained. I mean, uh, they're inspected every six weeks. Anything that needs done is done. The cards, are, uh, the transport manager loves me. The, the trans, every, all our cards are green. Um, and as for have I got any business operating trucks, in that one we're both in agreement. I don't want to operate trucks. 
I, I tried it. I spent 10 weeks staring at a screen, trying to find jobs, trying to find reference numbers. Where are you? What's gone wrong? Why aren't you there yet? Putting my hair out. I don't want to operate trucks. All right, one truck. Maybe two trucks. That's fine, you know. And then surely, but surely I probably will upgrade it. And finish the, the bag of nails, which was Alice, I believe you were talking about, was the truck I was driving three trucks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, okay, they're, they're, they're not the newest trucks, but they're not the oldest. Um, I mean, the trucks have done, I think one's done 300,000, one's done 400,000. An argument can be made, the 400,000 needs to be replaced soon. Um, I have a mate who's done trucks that have done over a million miles. As long as you look after them. But yeah, cheers for the words of encouragement anyway. <laughs> there you go, it? So um, C11 Yen says, he says, uh, 600 pounds a day is your gross margin. Uh, 55% is £330 a day. You could get two to £225 a day driving event work who pay you extra for reasonable drivers. Event work tends to be weekends, though, doesn't it? And um, 330 is still higher than 220 And I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I was happy before. I'm happy again. I get a job, I pick it up, I deliver it. Get another job, I pick it up, I deliver it. I go home. Sometimes I don't go home. It's a simple life. I am moving much more towards the simple life. Um, Chris Atok says, he says, Hi, Bam, my opinion, you can't work in an office full-time with only four trucks. Needs to be double that. You seem to have loads of stuff going on in YouTube, projects, etc., making, uh, etc., not just making your company working. To be honest with you, um, I agree. I think that was part of the problem. Again, this is why we do the channel. I do the channel so I can make the mistakes so you don't have to. And I think the whole idea that you could make enough money out of a bit of freight forwarding and running four lorries, well, the admin costs were huge. So what we've done now is we've split it up. I have re relatively no admin costs because I do my admin when I get back from work if I finish early enough or I do it at weekends. Daniel Superhero uh, Transport Manager said that. He said, I do that. I come home from work, play with my kids. When my kids go to bed, I do my paperwork at one, two o'clock in the morning when it's quiet. And then he was still driving as well. And I think certainly in the beginning, you don't want to get yourself bogged down in some kind of large um, sort of admin scenario. You really want to keep your costs as low as possible. A lot of people are saying this, and I think that's true. Again, I make the mistakes, so you don't have to. Um, as for the YouTube thing, the YouTube thing does it. It's not that much to the YouTube thing, really. Uh, there's this, which is Saturday mornings. And then there's the videos, but a lot of them are only three minutes long, unless they're the proper edited ones, they don't take that long. And, it, you know, again, it's the hope that the YouTube moves somewhere that in about five years' time, ten years' time, the revenue stream from the YouTube will be enough that maybe I only have to do one job a day in a truck. Because I ain't getting no younger. But, yeah, that's where we're at with that one, to be honest with you. Um, Nick, the urban trucker, says, Pete, I would say for the truck that was a good asking price. He says it, it, it makes a perfect starter lorry for someone just coming into the game. Um, good idea when selling a truck to mention the tachograph calibration and the annual test of mate. Yeah, I forgot to do that. The test on that was actually just had, um, it had six months ticket on it. So we got another one coming up for sale at the end of the month, which has got no ticket on it because I need a new sump. But it's just had a brand new gearbox and new batteries. Might swap the batteries over for another lorry. So there is one more coming up going for auction. It's a good truck, FH10. Roy's driving it at the moment. But as soon as I get the... the um, MOT on AY, my old truck, Veronica. I'm going to retire for FH10 because I think AY is a better truck. Um, he also goes on to say, he says, uh, with your social media presence being 
in the transport industry later, have you thought about contacting truck manufacturers and local dealers to see if you could become a demonstrator on loan? Again, I'm not that big. I'm really not that big. I mean, my subscriber rate is about 8,000. Um, I think to, to have any kind of proper influence, you must have a subscriber rate of at least 50,000. So, having said that, I'm 8,000. I was 5,000 two years ago when Haley Trucker was eight and Luke's in HGV was 50. Two years later, I'm 8,000. Haley's on 20 and Luke's on 75. So you kind of hope it might grow, it might roll, it might... It might not. In the meantime, I just do what I do. So uh, there we go. Uh, Diggatron Dave said, if only I had the money, the honey. Uh, Diggatron Dave is uh, Molly's boyfriend. Hello, Dave. How you doing, mate? Mate, if you want to get in the running trucks, you could do your test. Something possibly could be worked out. You never know, like, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've got a space on the operators up the, up the road now. Um, Casey Curious says, good luck, Pete. Glad you're looking after your health. Yeah, that at least seems to be improving now that I'm getting on top of things myself, like, you know, so getting a better grip of what actually is going on, learning new things. What I learned, um, invoice reconciliation, something that the office was previously doing, something I'm now learning to do, working out where money's going, something that a lot of you are screaming at the telephone going, screaming at the screen going, yeah, should have done that from the beginning, Pete. Yes, you're right, I should. Didn't know, did I? Uh, a Yorkshireman's daily grind. He says, a little tip. He says, I used to take um, to auction on the day of the auction, stay and watch the trucks as they go through. The reason I was, I once watched a guy jump in a truck when no one was near, fired it up, popped it into a high gear and revved it right up. Let the clutch out and burnt the clutch out. The lorry stank rancid like the clutch was slipping and made, made it... Uh, and made much less than it should have. Some crafty folk in auctions, um, yeah, so what he's saying is there might be someone who fancies your lorry who can do something to your lorry that makes it look worse than it is. But yeah, again, I, maybe I should have been at the auction, but I wasn't, I was driving. Um, yeah, so, and finally on this one, Dale Steele, because we've got the important one to come to. Uh, Dale Steele says, if the truck was sold as running and driving, it doesn't drive or run, it was misdescribed. Yeah, that, it was running. I drove it in there. The only problem was the, the pencil fluid had leaked out, and as a result of which it needed topping up. But it did drive. It worked. And I say it had quite a few new bits on it recently. It did work. It just didn't run out of fluid. That's a bit like saying it doesn't drive. You've got to put some diesel in it. <laughs> then it will go, you know. Do you remember the old lorries? Where if they ran out of diesel, you actually had to reset them. You couldn't actually just put diesel in and start again. You actually had to reset the engine if you ran out of diesel. God, I'm old. He finally says, and I must admit, Pete, I, I, I laughed my, my socks off at the truck falling off the road. Um, even showing my dad, and he laughed too, so that it was £1,200 well spent and not completely in vain. <laughs> we couldn't understand what you were thinking trying to turn around there. I was thinking, when I was trying to turn around there, that they were woods, not the edge of a cliff. An argument could be made, once again, that I should have checked it, but it's difficult when you're reversing and there's cars coming from both angles, and I kind of thought, oh, I, can get, I, can get, I can get around there. Well, as you go, still, please enjoy yourself. Anyway, the most important video, of course, this week is socks and sandals. <laughs> it, will you stop that? I'm trying to usurp me. It was just really hot. I'll tell you what it is. It's the fact that now I've got the bed, so I'm climbing around in the cab. I normally would just have my, 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 my steels on. And um, but I don't want to climb around the cab with my dirty boots on, so I took my boots off and climbed around in socks. And then I thought, well, look, I, I like to see the other mob, the European mob, and they all kick out in sliders. 
I thought, well, maybe sliders is the way forward. These are, these are class one drivers. They drive all over the place. They tramp all week long. They must know what they're doing. Um, so I tried it for a little while. There'll be a second video. <laughs> it's coming. But in the meantime, um, Shane Hardy says, um, when you started this video, I was expecting you to say you'd done something ridiculously stupid, not just socks and sandals. But yes, you've got a newborn fan. I'm sat here watching my new, newborn son. Um, he'll soon be a Sunny Q&A video. Well done, well done, Shane. Congratulations on your um, on your newborn son. Uh, it's the best gift you'll ever get. And two things that will tell you about having children. Firstly, they will say you can't remember what your life was like before they were born. That's true. The second they appear, you're like, sorry, I used to go out. I don't remember that. The second thing they'll say is it doesn't get any easier. That's complete nonsense. It gets easier every day. Anyone who says that it doesn't get easier having children cannot remember what it's like trying to feed somebody this much milk at two o'clock in the morning and taking an hour. Like, you, how is it taking you so long to drink this? It gets easier every day. And you stop worrying about them once they can speak. Well, you don't stop worrying about them, but at least you can ask them what's wrong. Mm. Uh, right, Clint Cumberland says, uh, nice to see you in high spirits, Pete. I'm getting back there, Clint. Thank you very much. Godzilla says, I said, that's an odd Bulgarian accent. Uh, what's next? Synth, synth pop remixes of Barbie Girl. Um, at least they're not knee high and white. I'm thinking if you're going to do it, if you're going to go big, big, go big or go home. I was thinking longer ones, maybe ones with skiers on, you know, some kind of funky st- stripy socks with sandals. I don't know. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, Chris Castle says, he says, I love a decent pair of desert wellies. I like that. I love some of the phrases that are coming up for sandals, in fairness. But with socks, you're turning into an old man. Turning? No, I think that ship sailed, my friend. I think we've gone past that one. Uh, Serge Chell, and he says, um, I, think it, I think it's great getting old. You really don't care what you wear. It's comforting. I kind of do to a degree. I don't think I was ever that concerned in the first place. I'm I sort of, it's nice to be presentable. I'm never that fussed about being sharp, if you know what I mean. I'm kind of, I'm very comfortable in jeans, a t-shirt and a pair of Timberlands. And I kind of, that's kind of, that's my standard outfit. So, you know, it's pretty much good to go outfit for me. So, um, Nick at London Creator says, Dave is not the only one screaming at the screen. No, 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 Pete, take the socks off at least. Um, what are the toe shoes? Where are the toe shoes, even if they're better than socks? Where the toe shoes, even if they are better than socks and sandals? I have to keep them with me, obviously, because sometimes you, sometimes you have to have common sense. You think you, you jump out and you go, I'm loading fencing here. Uh, I'm loading steel. I'm, loading, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my boots on. And sometimes you've got to anyway, because you're at a distribution centre, they won't let you in without them. Although we're now developing a new, a, a new wardrobe idea. Coming to a video near you soon. Uh, David Winner, he says, well, Pete, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> this is this is David Crisps. I was expecting a right barrage from him. He says, I'm not saying anything. I have been wearing Crocs. Yes, styrofoam shoes in the cab. We are all getting old, be lucky. I think, I, I think the chefs have got a lot to answer for. They put Crocs on, didn't they? And then suddenly we're all thinking Crocs, Deadpool. Crocs, really comfortable. Why are, sty- why are shoes made of polystyrene more comfortable than ones with sort of like airflow soles? I don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But they're very often honourable. And that's the thing about sandals and sliders and all these kind of shoes. They're very often honourable. And that's kind of dead handy. Um, Gareth Coombs, he says, uh, well, he says, 
well done, life can change, but socks. Remember when, when I was working on the market, you would have been run off the market. Gareth, I would have been. I'd have been running like budgie in clogs, contemporary reference to the 18 to 25 year olds there, desperately trying to run away but not fading because my me sandals keep falling off. Uh, David Shaw said, yeah, I was worried when the camera panned downwards. Nothing to worry about there, David. No, no, I think that's, uh, yeah. You're quite safe, my friend. You're okay there. Uh, Nick says, um, shocking. You should be ashamed. PMSL. I'll put that one in because I don't know what PMSL is. What does PMSL stand for? One for the wise guys there for next week. Everybody, but I'd probably Google it, I'm lazy. Nicky the Urban Trucker says, loving the Jesus Creepers. That's another one. Desert Wellies, Jesus Creepers. And Gary Beggy says, you've got to love the Air Jerusalems and sock combos. Yeah, Air Jerusalems, they're great, aren't they, really? These phrases are fantastic. So uh, Lee Barnes says, it's your kids who will suffer. I'm sorry, mate, but I think she was wearing socks and sandals before me. And she's trendy. She's doing the interior design thing, isn't she? She's got a stand at Chelsea Flower Show, not Chelsea Flower Show, Chelsea Design Show this week, doing something with paint people. She's doing all right, the kid. Very pleased for her. It's great, fantastic. But she's quite stylish. But she does wear socks and sandals, admittedly in an ironic fashion when she's kicking around the house and nobody could see it. <laughs> not when getting out at sort of small units going, I've got three pallets to deliver. Um, uh, drummers... Drummer Den says, I'm sure the socks and sandals will put a spring in your step. Something is putting a spring in my step. I think it's just getting back in the truck. Uh, Leachy said, it could have been worse. I've been told not to enter a warehouse because I was wearing shorts. Leachy, I was told I couldn't enter Vatican City because I was wearing shorts. We were backpacking when I was 21. And of course, you read it in the guides. Don't go to Vatican City if you're wearing shorts. They won't let you in. So sure enough, we all just rocked up in shorts. It was a hot day in Rome. And we stood there and the, the, the Vatican guard... You know, the, the bouncers going, no shorts. Meanwhile, Italians, women and some men are walking in in shorts. And I'm going, she's wearing shorts. He goes, no shorts. The bloke walks in. I went, he's wearing shorts. No shorts. Right, we'll leave then. So I didn't get to see the Vatican City. But I did get to see Rome and various different bars, which I think I probably preferred. Um, <coughs> Jacku says, flip-flops. I did that a year ago when I was multi-dropping in the summer. I don't actually know if it's legal to drive in flip-flops because you can get the thing caught and you can sort of go, I'm doing something my phone on the table here, which doesn't make any sense. <coughs> and it can kind of catch on you, like, you know? So I don't know. But again, flip-flops can work as a very often honourable. I don't think you should drive in them. I don't think they're safe. Uh, Wayne Rawlins says, um, oh, I like this. <laughs> this is Wayne Rawlins. Hello? What's, uh, hello, what service do you require? The fashion police, please. And what is uh, the patient experiencing? I'm afraid it's serious. It's socks and sandals combo. Don't worry, it's been prioritised in the emergency code. Someone will be there on the way as we speak. Are you okay yourself, sir? Counselling is available if needed. <laughs> okay, thank you, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a thing I tried, I don't know. And as well, finally on the issue, my best mate, Nige, turns around and he just said, I've known this guy since I was 11 years old. Um... I'm 53 now. You do the maths. 42 years. He just said, you're dead to me. <laughs> Socks and sandals. Should you do it? Mm. I don't know. Don't know. I'm getting out in petrol stations and people are looking at me. They're not looking at me badly because they know you're in a truck and I'm still thinking, I feel a bit funny here. So we might find an alternative on this one. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So, the wise guys, uh, rock god, he says, um, he says, you've got to love all the comments from the driver. Oh, this is about me reversing off a cliff. He says, you've got to love all the comments from the drivers who've never made a mistake. <laughs> Remember, most weight limits are only there to stop HGVs taking shortcuts or driving through residential estates, not because it's a weak, weak bridge or other weak structure hazard, etc. Hence the reason it says, except for loading or except for access under the sign. The unsuitable for HGV signs are a bit of a pain as there are no weight limits. So you never really know the reason why they are unsuitable until you go for it. This is kind of the situation, exactly the situation that I was in when I went for it, yeah. And I don't think I'm the first. Um, it doesn't mean you can't drive down the road as it might be a single track road with no hazards. On the other hand, it could also be a single track road with really low hanging branches and right angle bends. Um, I had a delivery in Devon last week. The only way to access the delivery point was to drive through an unsuitable for HGV signs as there was a seven and a half ton limit, as there was a seven and a half ton weight limit, no except access or except unsuitable for loading written under the sign through the village. The reason this road was unsuitable was due to an old stone bridge not subject to a weight limit, but very light, on the right angle bend. After a bit of shunting, I got over it as my 26-tonner has a short wheelbase and a tag axle was lifted up. Uh, your 18-tonner Arctic would not have been able to make the turn. Yeah, the 18-tonners I'm now learning are incredibly difficult to turn around. Um, I was actually... I actually think these unsuitable HGV signs should be replaced with either a weight limit or even a bit more info of why the road is unsuitable. It is tricky. It is tricky. I mean, in this particular instance, I could have avoided it, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's like the delivery point is 0.2 miles away. It's one road leading down there, and I've got to go through the sign, in which case you've got to go through the sign. I guess if it doesn't work out, you've got to reverse, which is a pain. But I've only ever had to do that two or three times, once with the... Horrible consequences. Uh, Nick, the urban trucker, says, Hi, Pete, I'm glad to see you're okay. Uh, why haven't you got a, an account with a recovery company already in place? Especially as you used to operate four trucks, I've already got three, three recovery accounts in case of emergency. Most recovery accounts can be separated with no upfront charge and, and on a pay-for-view system. He goes on that Snap. Does anyone know anything about Snap? You see, I mean, I've seen Snap parking, and I've seen Snap for... Um, you know, certain tolls will take snap, I think. And I think that, that there seems to be something you can set up where, you know, if your tyre blows... Because I had one once where you, my tyre blew, so I tried to I contact you once again, what I thought was a local tyre firm. It turned out to be just a website that then contacted local tyre firms. So they were like an intermediary, took their cut out of it. Um, and it took like two and a half hours to get a tyre changed because the first people they contacted couldn't do it and no one told me. Because I wasn't dealing with someone directly, despite the fact I think I was. So this snap thing seems to be the case because they can work out where you are and contact local people. But he, Nick, Nick has spoke to me about it on the phone. But if anyone else has got any more information about it, if you'll stick it on the wise guys, that'd be great. And of course, that way we can share. It's all about sharing. So, this week on trucks. 22, 33. Um, relaxation video says, Hi Pete, I just want to say thank you for your videos. Very informative for newbies. You're very welcome. Uh, I wanted some advice. My son's just passed his class two three months ago and not being 
uh, and it's not being looked due to no experience or, and being 20. I think it affects the insurance quite highly if they've got, they want to have at least two years worth of driving experience or a pass, the, this is the frustrating thing, they need to pass the test two years ago. Um, it's not about the driving experience. Uh, do you have any advice on how we can get his foot in the door? Seems there isn't a driver shortage as the government would have us believe. Uh, soothing Sounds says, the advice for the new driver about driving anything... Oh, yeah, because this was one of... Uh, the bit came from Steve from last week saying driving anything because it's on your card. He says, totally, this is, that isn't good advice. This is totally rubbish. He said, I've been driving in Arctic for 20 years, 18 of which has now been with agencies. Not once has an agency asked the company for my card to be downloaded to see what has been driving. Yes, the card has been downloaded after each shift and they can see what I've done, but they, they, won't, know my, they won't give me any chance for experience. or It won't show experience. So, yeah, that, I take it on board your point here. Um, I think Nick also did a, uh, uh, one this week, but I didn't quite make it on the, on the printout. And I think the strike that strikes me, the best thing you can do is, and this is not going from my, this is just going from what other people tell me, is to either try to get agency work or try to get, um, if you can go to one of the bigger firms like Stobarts or something like that, they might take you because they'll do like an in-house driver training thing, I believe, and then put you out on the road because they're so massive that their insurance might be able to take it. Just basically get any work you can. Um, the only other option is do something else for two years, which is absolutely rubbish because you could basically you could pass your test now, not drive a lorry for the next two years, and then go for a company and go, I passed my test two years ago. Oh, lovely, that's fine. You've had it for two years, you must be a decent driver. It doesn't actually, like your man says, the, the soothing sounds, it doesn't, there's nothing there that actually shows you, it's not like air miles, you can go, well, I've, I've racked up this amount of driving experience. It's just how long, how long you had your test for. So you can pass your test. It's the same principle as your driving test. I passed my test in, what, 1980-something. I might not have driven a car for 30 years. But you ring up the insurance people, when did you pass your test 30 years ago? Oh, lovely, that's nice and cheap. Nice and nice. Well, I suppose there's a no claims bonus, but something different. Um, but yeah, it's basically get anything you can to get yourself out there and just basically get experience in a lorry. Um, and just, yeah, I think that's the thing. I think the bigger firms or agencies seem to be the way forward. Anyway, I wish you the best of luck. So. Um, and finally, David Bachelor on this one says, uh, definitely easy to move a class one than a rigid. David, maybe one day I'll find out. Maybe one day I'll get to have a go in a class one. I don't know. I'm still quite happy with me 18 ton. Do me a little job, drop it. Do me a little job, do me a big job, drop it. Come on. Life is simple. Miscellaneous. Uh, Damien, he says, oh, right, this is interesting. This comes up, this is quite a bit on Tom Toms. Because uh, this would do again with tending lorries down places they're not supposed to go. Take Tom Tom on the phone. Costs around £69 for a year. I had an accident in my van the same week that you did. He said, but I have a new van, so he's really going to keep going. So he said Tom Tom on the phone. I don't think they do a truck Tom Tom on the phone. They do a Tom Tom, but not a truck Tom Tom. And it's the truck one that we need. Uh, David Batchelor says, uh, get the Tom Tom P. I've had a 6250 Pro for three years. Only let me down once. Last week I had to get off the A14 uh, to get around Bury St Edmunds due to an accident. It took me onto the A1008 where I came close to a weak bridge. Had to turn around a double decker, wedge, <laughs> wedge in a lane, um, but all good. Um, I still trust you about everything else, just my opinion. The thing is, I mean, the one thing I did notice, which I don't know if it was, it was happening at the time, but um, I double-checked Road Lords 
And I think there's a possibility that, because you can have three options of which vehicle you're driving. The one, it might have been set up for taxi. I don't think it was, I think it was set up for truck and I ignored it. But I have now reset all of them for trucks, so I can't go wrong. The other thing about Road Lords is it's powered by TomTom. So the only, if I get a TomTom, it's going to give me the same traffic information, perhaps, as Road Lords does. And Road Lords doesn't normally let me down. It's normally me that lets me down. Like when I come up and I see a sign that says, unsuitable for HGVs except for access. And I'm thinking, I'm five miles away. Does that count as access? I don't know. What's access? Does access mean only if you're going to the, to the um, house in that street? And I, I don't know which house is in that street. So it's all just part of the game, isn't it, really? So, and in conclusion this week, Urban Truck again says, love a bit of modern toss. You maybe, should, you, maybe you should get Mr. Tourette to do your sign writing. Yes, I don't think so. I don't think it would go down well on the channel. And Leach also said, love modern toss. I think they're based down in Brighton. They are. Regarding these people who keep banging on about getting a new truck, I'm like you. I would get um, a much newer vehicle, but it would mean getting a loan. And it would put pressure on you bringing in more cash each month. The trucks are okay. They're not as new as they could be, but they're okay. They're maintained. There's usual wear and tear, but they work well. Um, I think I just need to get everything back on an even keel. And then maybe it's sort of when I finally work out, I'm back on solid ground. I can actually work out where I stand. But yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're back out there. I've got my load on board. What I do, um, <laughs> I picked up in Hemel on Friday and that had to go to Snetterton. Thought I'm never going to get anything out of Snetterton. It's right out there. Lincoln to Bournemouth. But fortunately, it was picking up Lincoln on um, Friday, and it's got to go to Bournemouth at 8 o'clock on Monday morning. So I'm loaded, ready to go. Roy's got his job. We're all lined up, ready to take care and take money.